My name is Dr. Chris Walensky, and I am a laser dentist. You're listening to the Laser 101 Podcast. Does that sound familiar? Of course it does. Everyone knows the sound of a dental drill. They make movies about dentists and their drills. And if I were to ask you to describe how the sound makes you feel, what would you say? Anxious? Nervous? Even scared? Well, as a dentist, I can pretty much guarantee that none of your descriptives would be positive. And I get it. As a child growing up in the 70s, that dreaded sound was usually accompanied by pain and that awful smell, and unfortunately, the sound of me crying. It was for exactly this reason that I chose to become a dentist. I wanted to change the narrative for what it was like to go to the dentist. There had to be a better way. And a little over 20 years ago, I found that way, and it's called laser dentistry. Now, typically when I talk about what I do and I mention that I use lasers in my dental practice, people usually assume that I'm talking about teeth whitening. And this includes many dentists. I must be using lasers to whiten my patient's teeth. And while that is one of the procedures that we can provide using a laser, it certainly doesn't end there. That's only the beginning. In fact, some of the most advanced laser systems have been cleared by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, for over 60 individual indications. Anything from doing fillings to complicated surgical procedures can be completed by using a laser, and usually with far less local anesthetic. Yeah, you heard that right. A full 80% of the fillings that we prepare using a laser can be done without a shot. Well, this, of course, probably brings about many questions, like how is that even possible, and why haven't I heard about this before? And if this is true, why isn't every dentist using this technology? In particular, why isn't my dentist using a laser? Let's start at the beginning. How do lasers work? How do do they even cut teeth and gums? Well, in middle school, we learned about atoms and how atoms make up matter, how everything in our world is made up of matter. Everything from our breakfast cereal to the cars that we drive, it's all matter. And subsequently, it's built from tiny atoms. You may remember that even tinier electrons orbited the atom's nucleus. Around and around they spun, sometimes taking in and sometimes giving off energy. Light is very similar. Except instead of atoms, light is made up of photons, the smallest, most elementary particle of light. So where do these photons come from? Well, remember those orbiting electrons, when they drop from a higher energy state to a lower one, they give off, you guessed it, a photon. When these small particles of light become energized in a certain way, then instead of moving in an infinite number of directions, these particular photons move in only one direction, as collimated light. And because these particular photons are generated from a very specific gas or a crystal, all the photons have the exact same properties of being the same color and vibrating in phase. By definition, when light is collimated, it's monochromatic, meaning that it's all the same color, and it's coherent, which is vibrating all in the same phase. Now you're describing a laser. Many of us are familiar with the term SCUBA, being an acronym for Self-Contained Underwater Breathing Apparatus. Well, laser is also an acronym, but for light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Oh boy, there's that word, radiation. 
So are lasers going to give me cancer? And does my dentist have to wear a radiation suit to use one? I think you know that the answer to both of these questions is no. All radiation is not the same. Of course there's ionizing radiation, which is what everyone is familiar with. You think Fukushima or Chernobyl, or for those of us in my generation, Three Mile Island. Instead, the lasers that we use in dentistry are non-ionizing. Think electric heaters or remote controls. These are examples of infrared radiation, which is what dental lasers create. So how do lasers work? In order for a laser to cut anything, any laser, the light must be absorbed by whatever that is. A tooth, bone, gum tissue, skin. So this must mean that there are different types of lasers, and that is in fact the case. Some lasers are absorbed by dark colors or pigments, like those found in blood or in naturally occurring skin pigmentation. When we try to cut teeth or bone, which is normally white, or at the very least pretty light in color, with lasers that are absorbed only into pigment, they don't cut. You may see burning, you may see charring or darkening of the teeth or bone, but cutting? Not so much. The lasers that cut pigmented tissues are either diode lasers, 10.6 micron carbon dioxide, or neodymium lasers, which are called NDYAG. Some of the more advanced dental lasers are absorbed into substances other than pigment, usually water, and another substance called hydroxyapatite, which makes up a full 97% of tooth enamel and about 70% of bone, or the inner portion of teeth called dentin. These particular lasers are able to cut all of the natural structures in the body, hard, soft, pigmented or not. These lasers typically fall into the categories of either erbium or the 9.3 micron CO2. Next, why haven't you heard about these marvelous devices and why aren't they more commonplace? Well, for starters, as you might imagine, the really cool lasers that cut everything, they cost a whole lot more than the ones that only cut soft tissue, up to 20 times more. That means that most dental offices that offer treatment with lasers use the basic versions that most people are familiar with. They generate a lot of heat and they're good for cauterizing bleeding tissues. Estimates are that up to 30 or 40% of U.S. dental offices already have this kind of laser. And the price point for most of these devices is around $5,000. Erbium and the 9.3 micron CO2 lasers are far less common. These lasers cut with a combination of laser energy and water spray with ultra-short pulses, meaning that the laser is on for such a short time that there's not enough time for the heat to build up in the tissue. That keeps the tissues much cooler. And adding the water spray on top of that not only cools the tissue, but studies show it facilitates the cutting action or ablation of the tissues. In fact, the interaction or absorption of erbium laser energy into the water droplets causes tiny micro explosions, which can be heard as a popping sound every time the laser pulses. Despite the sound that you can hear, the patient doesn't feel any popping or vibration during treatment, even if they aren't numb. We're now cutting with light instead of a spinning drill. There's no friction, no vibration, and because of this, we're not creating any microfractures in the teeth during cavity excavation. Laser procedures are more minimally invasive, which is why they're being used in so many other areas of medicine, like ophthalmology, dermatology, and surgery. Minimally invasive means that treatments are faster, cleaner, and there's much less damage to surrounding structures. 
Finally, research studies show us that lasers cause less swelling, less discomfort, less pain, and faster healing than traditional modalities. And this will all be covered in a future podcast here on Laser 101. I'm Dr. Chris Walensky. Thanks so much for listening and have a beautiful week.